Are you living the dream as a creative freelancer? It's all good until you get that nightmare client. We talk about that today with Stacy Scarlett Martin. We're here today with Stacy Scarlett Martin, and we'll be talking about nightmare clients. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Stacy. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Hi, Michelle. How's it going? Very good. Stacy and I communicated a little earlier this week because she knows I was dealing with one of those moments with a client where you just have your eyes rolling back in your head. And uh, so I thought this would be a great opportunity for us to talk about some of the ways that we've identified when a client has become a nightmare and when it's time to sort of assess whether or not to just be diplomatic and, and you know, keep working with them or if it's time to cut the ties and, and bail on a project or, as they say, fire a client. <laughs> so that yeah. will be our topic for today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Stacey, to, to, let's talk a little bit about your background and some of the types of, you've worked independently and you've also worked within design firms and as a contractor or as an employee. So do you want to give us just maybe a little nutshell background of what you've, where you've come from? Sure. Yep. All right. So I, I started, uh, I graduated uh, with a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in graphic design. And I was lucky enough to jump right into working in the corporate field. Um, and that was because of people I knew. I mean, as, as a new designer, it's very hard to start, as you know, and it's all who you know. So my background is, it ended up being all in the corporate field. So I went from working at one, you know, big organization to another. And, um, and then from there, I started working in agencies. And then by 2014, I decided that I wanted to go out on my own. I had always done like freelance on the side. So um, I, I did it. I, I started in 2014 doing that. But even still, when you're working in any agency and even in within a company, you're still kind of having quote unquote clients because your boss is the client, right? But true. Uh, as a, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so as a freelancer, um, gosh, you know, uh, so that basically that's in a very short nutshell, that's, that's my background. Um, and it, you know, going outside the corporate field of like collateral design and all that stuff and inner reports and everything. I also started to do, get into doing uh, logo design, package design, websites, lo, you know, um, trade show graphics, you know, soup to nuts of vehicle graphics. Um, and then, um, gosh, name something, you know, uh, print ads and then, you know, Google ads and all that. And, uh, but I did, you know, in, in the, when you're working for an agency or into freelance, you do come across those clients that really start to make you tired. <laughs> <laughs> they just make you really tired. And obviously you want to be as professional as you can. Um, but my most recent one, I was really bending over backwards to do this great logo design for a guy that was opening up a restaurant and he just did not want to pay. And so that was one, that was one thing that made me tired. Right. But I was doing it kind of as a favor for someone, but then I just got to the point where it was, he wasn't listening to me and it wasn't, it was 
I don't know if he had, I don't like, I think some people, when you're, when you're working for somebody that is like a, a mom and a pop shop, they're all, they're great. But some of them just don't understand the field of design. They don't understand the fundamentals of design. So that's mm-hmm. the other part is that you're, you're educate you're, you're doing this work for them, which you know is really good and you're educating them. So yeah, when we put those two together, it's sort of like you're working overtime. Right. So I, right. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like that's my worst pain point is if, let's say I was being micromanaged by someone who does have a graphic design degree, you know, has a background. I can work with that. I can say, okay, well, they're pushing me. They're challenging me. There's some credence to what they're saying. But when it's someone who, it's tough sometimes with entrepreneurs that you work with and they're passionate about what they've got in their head. But, you know, you feel like saying, well, why did you hire me? You know, look, I have all this experience, all this knowledge and insight, and yet you're going to sit there and micromanage with, without having nearly the breadth of experience that I have. And that, I think that's where I just, that's my breaking point. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. And you don't want to be insulted and you don't want to be like that. But I don't know. It's just, um, yeah. And that when I was doing this logo for him, I just, and he's like, well, can you, you know, he, I sent him like the, like three final ones to choose from or something. And, and he was like, can you do this? Can you do that? And then try this. And then I, you know, I was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I I've given him everything. I've given him everything rounds and rounds and rounds, you know, like I've really helped him. So I just had to refer him to another agency and he ended up not even going to the agency. He just took one of the logos that was not even really final. Like it wasn't cleaned up or anything. And he used it for his sign. It's out out right now. On the side of his building, on the roadside. Uh-huh. There it is. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna die. Well, but, oh my god. But so let's let's back up a little bit because we can't just glaze over the part where you said, so I had to refer him. That's a that's one of those conversations for me that I know would keep me up for a couple nights. Like, oh, what am I gonna do? Here's what I know I need to do. How am I going to do this? How am I going to say this? So, like, how did you literally handle it with him? Like, was it email? Was it a phone call? Well, I did call him, but he wasn't around. He didn't call me back. He just emailed me back. So mm. I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to email you back then. <laughs> just say this is. I I I forget exactly what I worded, but it was more like I think it's it's time for to pass this on. So, you know, we're, we're, we're at our end and I think we need some fresh eyes on this. And I think it would be really helpful for you to um, take the torch with another agency or another designer. So it wow. wasn't, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't pointing fingers. It was, it was just saying like, you know, in a way I was saying like, I, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, right. You know, right. For, and you know, the word on the street about this guy was like, he, he, he wasn't a listener. And he did uh, things his way. So, and I, I just, I just refused to be, I felt like, you know what? And I don't mean to be dramatic, but after all, I felt like I was being abused, you know? Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> I'm done with this relationship and I'm moving on from this. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
so that's how I did it. I mean, I don't, looking back, was it right? Was it wrong? I'm not sure. I don't know. And these are, these are the hardest things. Like, how do you do that? You know, like you could lie and say, oh, I don't have any more time. I just took on a big project and da da da. But I didn't, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You were saying he didn't want to pay. You started out by saying this guy, first of all, didn't want to pay. So you were already going in with this, like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this as a favor for somebody, a friend of a friend, maybe. I've already given them, like, cut, cut rate deal. And yet now he's going to just walk all over me. So right. that's always, like, insult to injury. Oh, um, yeah. It is the worst part, yeah. And I was going to say, I, it wasn't I wasn't getting paid. It just wasn't paid. I was paid, but it wasn't much. <laughs> it was like, you know, here. Yeah, here, exactly. Here, buy yourself a new pair of jeans and we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By, by the time it's all said and done. And, and I think what, what's unfortunate is a, a lot of customers or clients don't understand that not only is it the hours that we're spending, you know, in Illustrator or Photoshop or whatever it is doing the work all the communications of going back and forth. And then, you know, I, I get a lot, a lot, a lot of feedback from clients that is just written, you know, in a document and I, it's, it's not very visual. So they're describing on the left of this, can you just adjust that lettering and make it yellow like the one we did in the other thing? And, and there's just, you're reading this document and there's no visual with it. This is <laughs> taking me like three times as long to even understand what the right. feedback is oh, and and to, to have them not understand that that all needs to be compensated time because guess what I'm not thinking about anything else and I'm not doing anything else <laughs> in that moment right. this is billable to you <laughs> exactly yes and so and so then you learn you know you learn from this and go okay I put myself in this kind of position I kind of did so I'm not doing that again you know and 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 you get to a point in your design career where you're just like, you have boundaries. You know, you're like, okay, I'm not going to take, I I get it now. I, I, I get which people I should be walking away from that are going to be a waste of time. You know, uh, you know, not, not to sound mean, but just to be realistic that, that if I, if I want to be doing great work and using the skills that I have in the, you know, that are, are most efficient and effective, then these are not my clients, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's all learning really. Right. I mean, we all learn and you just, it really, you gotta, yeah, yeah, there's no short, shortcut because you have to have a certain amount of experience and confidence that makes you know that, yeah, that was going to be a huge time suck. And and not question yourself for the next week, like, oh, did I just lose a great opportunity? Yeah. Sometimes you right. have to kind of have those those things that just really hurt, and you went, "Oh, that was bad. That's not happening again." <laughs> right. I'm not doing that again. Exactly. But 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 to to that effect, like let's say let's say this is you just starting out as a freelancer or or someone that you know. Do you think there's even one or two red flags like right off the bat that you hear in a conversation that make you go, <laughs> this isn't going to fit? That's a good question. Um, I have to say, as a, as a young person starting out, without the experience, I may have not even picked up on the big red flags because I didn't have those years of experience and I was naive. 
you know, from my world, you know, I was young, but, you know, excited and willing to take any job, you know, but, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, now I I know where all the red flags are and the orange ones and all the different color (laughs) flags. (laughs) For, For me, one of those flags is when someone says, you know, I know a little bit of Photoshop <laughs> and you go, Oh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a huge flag. Like, I know a little bit of Photoshop. You know what? I have a nine year old who also knows a little bit of Photoshop. <laughs> I'm really, you know what? I've been on Photoshop since it didn't even have layers. That's how old I am. <laughs> so <laughs> guess who's going to leave this job, right? <laughs> right. Oh, that but is it, a good one. It's yeah. scary when they say something like that because you know that they have that little extra like, oh, I'm, I'm really interested in design. I just didn't really pursue it, but I'm going to like breathe down your neck the whole time. Right. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> right then, I, I, like I literally, I hear that and I go, okay, the hourly rate just went up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That oh, yeah, so that's awesome. one. I'm sure... You know, Michelle, these are questions that you got to answer because let's like with all your experience with rock and talk and everything. I mean, there you've got to have some stories, you know, especially about like a new bride, <laughs> a new bride coming your way and asking for the moon and the stars and everything in the kitchen sink and this thing. And like, you're like, you know, I'm sure you have some, some good stuff to share. You Well, it's funny. I hesitated for a really long time about doing because I just, I assumed that I'm like, okay, so every bride and their mom is going to be that nightmare wish for the moon kind of person who wants it on a shoestring budget. And I've been super pleasantly surprised that it hasn't been that way. It's really funny. I was, I was shocked because I just thought I, when I planned my own wedding, it was very um, budget oriented and and my mom wasn't involved at all in the planning. So there was no like back and forth stickering and all the stuff that I, I guess I saw on TV maybe. <laughs> right. So it's, yeah. it's been good, but I'm going to tell you that I think what, why I like what I, what I've done with brides is usually they would come through Etsy or now they come through my website as well. But, um, they sort of see what prices are up front. And then if they want a custom, they submit a form. And then I submit the price back to them. And it's a very, um, it's just very matter of fact. And if it's too much, it's too much. If it's not, it's not. There's, there's not the whole big long-term negotiation like you get into right. with something like a logo design. Right. And right, I, I just right. feel like it's it's easier to have packages and bundles and be like, this is the price for that. This is the price for that. More like when you walk into a restaurant and you say, oh, okay. Or even just like a, a pizza shop, a salad costs that. If I want to add avocado, it's another dollar. <laughs> right, it's right. very straightforward where when someone goes into a logo design, I always feel like those are the hairiest things to price. Because they think, well, I'm just asking you to change the font on that. Well, when you change that, there is a ripple effect that they don't understand. Right. You know, it it might take a little longer because now everything else just changed. It's not always that simple. Right. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Right. And, you know, with your with your with your signs, that is a beautiful thing. There's no gray area. It's black and white. This is the cost. These are the prices. And that, that saves like 
so much agony. <laughs> and that's how do you? Yeah. And that's the thing. How do you do that with logo design? I mean, it's just it's, it's exactly, tough. exactly. Mm-hmm. And that that's the one thing that that was one of the things I found in my the way that I wanted to work for you know freelancing. I wanted to get away from spend. I w- I can't tell you how much time I spend trying to come up with price quotes and creative briefs when it's something that's, you know, a, a bigger job that's not very well defined. And it just, it can okay. snowball and snowball and snowball. And if you, if you don't set the expectations properly in the beginning, then you, you can create that nightmare client because yeah. they're making assumptions. And right. it's, if it's not all spelled out in the beginning, that's where things get like, they just unravel. <laughs> Right. Yes. And so it really does need to be very well defined. Absolutely. And getting paid, you know, also when someone, there's a thing, a big difference between having someone pay for something, like place an order and then you deliver it versus you're working on this ongoing project and you're invoicing as you go, and then next thing you know, like, oh wow, there, you know, I sent the invoice, and now it's been 45 days, and they still haven't paid me, and we're still not done, and are they gonna pay me? And you start getting that kind of defensive position. Yeah, yeah, that's not it, good. It's not, and and so that that's kind of like you know the risk part of being a freelancer. You are putting yourself out there, and you you really are making yourself a little vulnerable if your contracts and things are not very well defined because and but that's that's the creative world too though right it's it's can it can be subjective and so where where does it end you know have you ever just been completely just stiffed for a job and a person just like nope i'm not paying it yep yep i i have that me (laughs) yes oh it's so sad it's It's horrible it is. It's horrible. Yeah. I'm like, I cannot believe they're not going to pay me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, this is, right. Like, this is my bread and butter. This is how I feed my family. You know, like, it, it, yeah. Personal can't, you can't let it get personal. No. Easy. And, and yeah. sometimes, unfortunately, I think the paperwork and the creative brief and all the expectations is good and it's important, but it's not gold. You can't, we literally cannot take it to the bank. So deposits, I think, are like really important to even start a job. You know, if they don't put something down that at least covers the beginning of the project. Yes. And oh my gosh, what a good point. Because I've done that before, being too, being too nice. I'm like, oh, I, I don't need it. I don't need a deposit. You know, just, mm-hmm. we'll just get going. And then, and then you, you get burned. And so yes, absolutely. Deposits are our friends, and I, a lot of people—that's what they expect, anyways. So, yeah. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. thank you so much for being uh, on this call today. It's great to talk to you. I know you have somewhere you have to be, so appreciate you taking the time. Oh well, it was a lot of fun chatting, Michelle. I'm sure we could keep going too. There's so much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this is only part one. <laughs> there will be many other modules. So. <laughs> okay, sounds great. But thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, we talked about nightmare clients. Maybe next time we can talk about dream clients, right? <laughs> yes, let's do that for sure. And we'll we'll have my ties or something together. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> sounds good. Well, thank you again. I hope you have a great day and great weekend.
Okay, you too, Michelle. Thank you. All right, bye. All right, bye-bye. Today, we looked at a few ways that a job or a client can turn into a nightmare. There are so many more, and there are tips and techniques on how to handle these situations available in the freebie that goes along with this podcast. So definitely check out madhat.club, C-L-U-B, for more details. Thank you for being here today. I am your host, Michelle Baker, and this has been a Hat Chat. Hat Chat.